Hey, Real Lifers, this is Pastor Freddie T, and the podcast is back after our summer hiatus. Thanks for tuning in. Pastor Tim and I are so fired up to talk all things real life with you today. So sit back, crank the volume, and enjoy. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Freddie T. Pastor Tim, what is happening? Um, A lot, man. A lot. How about you? Good morning. Good morning, man. How you feeling? Really good. Really good. Pastor Tim, you normally don't get up till 10 a.m., so I know it's... (laughs) Know you know, I'm a slow, I'm a slow wake up. I, I, I get up pretty early, but it just, it, it takes me a bit. You're a natural night owl. I really am. I yeah. am too, but I love the mornings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do once, once I'm, you know, got my caffeine going in, then I'm, I'm good to go. So we're in the study. There's no JV here today. We'll talk about that in a minute, but you came in this morning and you went straight for the fridge and you got a cherry Coke zero. <laughs> Have you already had coffee? <laughs> no, I have not. I have not. But like, well, you you only had like a little bit of that left, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a cherry Coke Zero. I made a little pour over. You I did. Like, I like a good little Coke in the morning. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, I don't do it often, but I'll I'll do it from time have, to time. Have you ever done that experiment where you drop a penny in a Coke? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Is I think that, it takes like two days to disintegrate. Does it really? You know, <laughs> so like, it just shows you how good good it is for yeah, your that's body. That's what's happening in your gut oh right my gosh, now. Gosh, you sound you sound like Robin right now. Like, oh, so, yeah, yeah. So the joke in our house is that Robin has turned into like a nutrition chatbot because she can like strangely any topic. It doesn't matter what it is. She has this like beautiful uh, skill of all of a sudden like turning it into like a nutrition lesson. Okay, so some of our <laughs> listeners, Tim, just said, what did he just say? Is there a glitch on my podcast? Explain explain to those that may not know, what is a chatbot? Okay, so a chatbot would be like, uh, you've heard all the AI, artificial intelligence craze okay, wait lately. A second, wait a second. Yeah. You just said you've heard all this AI. Yeah. Everybody may not have heard of this AI, so you okay. got to go slow. You all right. got to define these terms. All right. AI, artificial intelligence. That's what AI stands That's for. Right. That's what right. What the heck is that? So, uh, it it's any <laughs> really it's anything that we don't understand that has some sort of uh, thought process in mind working. And it's come up in the media a lot this year because this thing called ChatGPT came out in December that strangely enough can understand just regular regular sentences. You don't have to like, you know, put it in just the right way like you do with Google. And so now there's all these chat bots, meaning these things that you can interact with, you can talk to, ask questions, and they'll re- it'll respond back with like some level of knowledge. The scary thing is that it's not always correct, but it projects confidence. Uh, but they have chatbots now for for everything. They're incorporating it into everything, and so so our joke has been because Robin, like she is so like into nutrition and fitness, she can turn <laughs> any conversation and steer it that way. And so we just call her our. She's our now our nutrition chatbot. <laughs> I want to I want to pick her brain the next time I the next time I see Robin on some nutrition stuff. But, oh yeah, uh, you can just just say anything and it'll. 
<laughs> just so she's just like, like kind of a talking dictionary, oh, encyclopedia. Science, yeah. This, that's for old school folks. Modern school chat GPT. Yeah, chat, chat GPT, chatbot. Yep, yep. She'll spit out the latest study on who knows what and why what you're reading is not as good for you as you think it is. <laughs> All right. So, Robin, thank you for keeping Pastor Tim and the family healthy. As and- I sip my cherry Coke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a couple other questions yeah. because you've been really studying this uh, artificial intelligence stuff. Yeah. Chat GPT stuff. <laughs> I remember we were on the car. We were in the car on the way back from somewhere. And you're like, okay, guys, listen to this. <laughs> and you hit play on your phone. And it's like my voice All right. doing a rap. Yep. Of some something like a real life themed rap. And... You had recorded enough of my voice, maybe from the church podcast. Yep, yeah. That we are on. I got to sneeze. You... Yep, no. <laughs> Shake it All off. Right. Shake it off. Daniel Cox, please help us on the edit on that. <laughs> and um, so we're on the we're in the car, and I hear my voice <laughs> giving a rap that I had never heard, or mm-hmm. and I didn't write. <laughs> How did you do that? Yeah, that that's part of like uh, this new like artificial intelligence frontier over the last like especially year. Stuff keeps coming out. This one is a little bit like unnerving, and because if you have a sixty second sample of anybody's voice, you can then type in anything you want into like this box, and it will have that person say it with with their voice if you have a decent sample. And so, you know, you, you can imagine some folks have already used it like for scams because you get a sample of like somebody, like a relative. Hey and, mom. Yeah. This exactly. is Tim. Yep. Send money. Yep. Fast. I need money right now, you know, and it, it sounds just, you know, just like you. So yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how fast things are moving in that realm. So now we need a chat bot to be able to discern the difference between a chat bot voice and a regular voice. <laughs> yes. And I think they have that technology as well, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. So here's you, you, you mentioned something in passing just a second ago that I want our listeners to, I wonder if they, I wonder if they caught this, but you said sometimes it can be wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. The chat GPT. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so all this artificial intelligence stuff, People are using it for all kinds of projects. They're writing emails. They're doing all kinds of, they're doing research. They're writing papers. Like all kinds of stuff is being done by this. Yep. Yep. But you said it could be wrong. Like, yeah, like, I mean, like, it's the same way you, you Google something. We, we have this in, inside joke. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So do we have any level of confidence that chat GPT is going to be more accurate or honest than the internet no in fact we we've already seen that it's not and i and i think that's one of the there are a lot of benefits like don't want to like downplay that but like one of the challenges with it is it comes off as really confident and um it sounds right (laughs) but it's all it's doing it's basically like uh you know how like predict predictive text in google like if you put something in a search engine it'll put what you're what it thinks you're about to search yeah um, that's really all chat GPT yeah. is. It's predictive yeah. ideas of like, I think this is what you want to hear. And I, so it picks I think up all we kinds of stuff. call it chat GBS. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and that's the scary thing is people don't, you know, they, they just take it as like, Oh, this, this must be right. Why is it you know? so popular if the accuracy meter on it is so 
subject? Well, I mean, you've got folks using it, some for good purposes, some are using it to write their essays, you know, for high school and college, uh, you know, for homework. And so it's, it's proved for folks like that, if they, if they didn't get caught, I guess it's proved useful, but, um, yeah, there, there's a real danger. There's a, uh, there's a, an example of a lawyer that used ChatGPT in his case, and ChatGPT made up a legal case as evidence for him, and he brought it to the judge as if, oh, yeah, but this case, in this case, this thing happened. <laughs> and they researched it, and they're like, yeah, that case doesn't exist. He just assumed it did because... Made up a fake case. It made up a fake case. ChatGPT is like, and oh, the yeah. the lawyer was referring to it based upon ChatGPT research. Correct. The, yeah, the ChatGPT yeah. was like, oh, yeah, you can argue this based on this 1984 case. Now, but, I know some of you guys are listening right now, and you're checking <laughs> your phone to make sure you stumbled upon the right podcast today. <laughs> exactly. Yesterday was my first day back in the office, and you and I, we just worked on... Work all, all day. day. Yeah. So I didn't have the opportunity to say, tell me about the latest chat GPT. <laughs> That's stuff. right. That's right. It's been, all you had to do is a whole month. one reference and, and then it's like we're 20 off. 20 questions <laughs> to chat GPT. Well, I love it. Um, if you're curious about all the latest technology, <laughs> just pin Pastor Tim down, take him to lunch, and he will he will tell you that's, all about that's it. That's right. That's right. What's, what's the latest AI stuff you're using? So, um, there, there's a few. One is, um, so it's funny. Actually, Clay, our student minister, was like, Tim, I, w- I want you to do one of our, a leadership moment for Staff Connect where you show us like how to use chat GPT like for like work uh-huh. in, in general. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, you're familiar, you remember Liquid Church up in New Jersey? Yeah, yeah. Well, they did a conference on like how churches can use AI like in effective ways. And so I have been like kind of researching just like simple little things like that. Yeah. Not really a new tool, but just some like really cool ways that you can use it, you know, in your like day to day life. It's gonna be really, really interesting to see what kind of what kind of hacks rise up. What kind of people, you know, like what what kind of jobs are eliminated because of AI. Oh yeah. That's that's crazy. I mean, even graphic about. design right now is changing because you can literally Same. put into Photoshop, I want to see this, and Photoshop will do their its best to make whatever you tell it to make. So Well, <laughs> I'm thrilled to be on the podcast with you. I hate when J V can't be here. I love when you are here. <laughs> um he's uh pretty swamped at work. Yep. Yep. And uh so if you see J V uh on a Sunday, tell him how much you miss him. Totally. Uh, now, right around the study today, we got lots of barnyard noises going on. So the cows were very loud when you pulled up. It was like a cow rave. <laughs> a cow rave. <laughs> the dogs were loud. I just heard the tractor go by. So if you hear weird noises today, we're not at the lounge. We're at the study, and uh, we're out on the farm. So <laughs> there you go. Pastor Tim, how was your summer, my man? It was really good. It was really good. Tell me about it. Yeah, we uh, we we stayed around this summer. Like we're doing our vacation in September, and uh, sometimes it's nice to be able to like you know stay close to home and put your head down, get a lot of work done. Uh, one of the things we love is being close to family. Now, like uh, we have family here in Clarksville. Robin has family in Memphis, so we were able to kind of jet over to Memphis a couple times and help out. Robin's family with some different things. So 
Yeah, it's been you a good... You were saying your mom came to one of our summer studies. That's cool. She is. Yeah, she's coming to um, the one... We're doing one on Jonah right now. Actually, right the last now. one's tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it, it's awesome to have her just join the study and seeing her making connections and friends with uh, with real lifers, which is totally happening. And, yeah, I love it. I love That's it. really cool. Yeah. What, you, you've been working really hard this summer. What are, you, what are the biggest... What are kind of the biggest rocks... Uh, in terms of kind of moving the needle forward, where have you, you know, where, where, where are you rejoicing the most? Where have you got the most wind in your sails of like work? You know, our work's very rewarding. Yeah, right? it is. And, and, you know, when you see a project come together, if you see a person come together, you know, uh, catch me up to speed. Uh, what's been really rewarding this summer? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I I think of two things immediately and they're going to sound very different, but they're both true. Like one is incredibly like tangible and physical. And it's what you and I've talked a lot about lately, just even the transformation of the land, you know, how fast like they went and they leveled it and knowing, you know, what's going to be taking place over the next year there, uh, that, that fires me up. And I think that part of it is just cause it's visual. Like it's just so absolutely literally, I mean, look, you've seen it too. Literally yes. every day yes. the land looks different. Like, yep. Oh wow. All those trees are gone now. You know, that right. fence is gone now. Right. Like, so I, I, I love that just because obviously we've been working for a lo- really long, you know, a year plus to get to this point. So it's just really cool to see that. So totally, I, totally. Would you turn the air off? The air just kicked on. Yep. And it like it may have just introduced a hum, um, and uh, we'll see if we can just get that to turn off there. Beautiful, there it goes. Um, the land, it's it's absolutely transformed. The first day I wasn't here when they broke ground, and you said they worked on it for about twenty minutes before it rained. Literally, but yeah. even in those twenty minutes, like what those trucks did to that land, I like. And this shows you it's I'm so new to this process. Had I seen what they did in 20 minutes, I'd be like, oh, that was like a day's work, huh? Like that's how, yeah. you know, that's how powerful, you know, that machinery is. Yeah. Now they had said that it might take like up to six weeks, but how many weeks have they been working on, the, on like that? A little over two. And they're like right now in the home stretch. Why has it taken them such a short amount of time? I mean, they've just... Part, they look at the weather, yeah. and so like when they see like an opening, they don't. They just go for it, and yeah. so they've. Uh, you've probably seen they get there early in the morning, stay till yeah. late in the day, and there's a lot of them working. So they've they've just been they've been on it. And uh, I guess when you start digging, you really don't know what you're gonna. Uh, yeah, unco- uncover. That's possible too. So they yeah. haven't had any major sinkholes no. or anything like that. No, it's been which I is think, a huge blessing. Totally. Yeah, I think it's been very smooth for them. And, um, yeah, but I, I still wasn't expecting it when they said like, yeah, we're, we're, we're in the home stretch. We're close to finishing up. Why was so. it so, why was it so rewarding for you? Yeah. Again, I think it's just, you know, of course it's not far into the building process, but it's the first tangible step. And to see over the last year with our time and like our church just really so willing, you know, we had the, those moments where we're like, I don't know if this is going to work, you know, are we going to get like the, the pledges we need? Are we going to get like the loan that we're going to need? And just God, every step of the way showed up and you see that along the way, but then to see something tangible, this, it's almost like that, you know, God knows that we're 
a fickle people and sometimes need to see things uh, visibly. What a grace. And yeah, what it really is to see it as like, man, it's just amazing. Yeah. So, um, to peel, peel, by the, peel back the layer of the onion just kind of one more time. I think you mentioned kind of the obvious things. Yeah. Our time, our church, pledges. What about for you? Like, where does that hit you in a in a deep personal place? How, yeah. Like, I mean, I think anybody in our church might say exactly what you just said, but you've had a pretty unique experience in front row seat and role. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, you know, what does it mean to you? So, you know, I, I think even a few months in, one of the things you asked me, I think even on the podcast was like, what surprised you the most, you know, in coming back, you know, and in, in being a part of real life. And the thing that I've always said and still holds true to this day is the folks of our church are the most giving, like serving people. And I don't just mean like financially, I mean like just with their lives, like they're just all in, um, you know, you see it on Sunday morning with just the number of people that are, serving and chipping in and going like above and beyond. And so it, it shouldn't surprise mm. me to see where we are like in the, in the whole process, but it's just reinforces that uh, we have a church that really has bought into mm. the vision that God has called us to. And that, that really fires me up. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so awesome. You know, it's, you're waking up every day. You're laboring. You're working hard. You're solving problems. You're researching new things. And then to see it come together. Yeah, exactly. And to see decisions of hundreds of people made to see it come together. It really is. It's a massive privilege to see this. Isn't yeah. It? And it really is a picture of the church or the body of Christ because, um, <laughs> you know, spoiler alert, I've never done a building project before in my life. I've never experienced... Um, I don't think a meeting of architecture ever in my life in, until this year, but that's the beauty of the church is like, uh, we have so many gifted people yeah. like, um, in our church and outside of our church that are working together yeah. to get this thing done. And so it really takes a lot of the pressure off to go, okay, I'm not the expert, but I'm not, you know, we have like the experts all around us and they're part of this team that are getting it done. So what's the other, so that's the, you mentioned you had two. like two things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other one that's just firing me up right now is missions. I know, I know. Like uh, we have uh, uh, several things like in the mix right now. Like with the uh, uh, our first trip to uh, India in January. You know, I asked uh, Tony Evans, who is our our partner um, with Mission Voice Network, like what's the least amount of people we need to go on this trip? Thinking, so you know, India is not not around the corner. It's going to, yeah. you know, and I was like, he, he said, we need four. Yeah. So I'm like, going, like okay, we need to get like, let's get four. <laughs> you know, that, that's my right, goal. Right. And, uh, I think we had like close to, we had 16 people show up for wow. the informational meeting wow. and another handful that have like reached Praise out God. since then. So Praise like, God. you know, I, of course they're not all going to go, but just to have that amount of interest, like fires me up that yes. like, you know, to see so many people excited about that. And then we have, um, uh, a young couple that, uh, so many of us know and love Jacob and Devin Miller who are here with us this year and just, uh, taking a year to get prepared for the, the next season of their life and just walking yes. with them. They've been such an encouragement, uh, to our church and, uh, 
they're beginning to kind of get a vision for what that next season looks like for them. So we need to be as a church, just be in prayer for them as Absolutely. they tr- figure out what that looks like for next year. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard about Jacob and Devin and you've been thinking, man, I really want to take them to coffee or I really want to have them over for dinner. Yep. Email pastor Tim and he can get you connected to Jacob and Devin. Totally. And, um, you know, we have not a super long time as they're sending church to really encourage them and build them up. So yeah, take advantage yeah, yeah, of man. that opportunity. Well, Frazee, tell me about your summer. You don't get oh, to yeah. like, just ask me. I want to find out. We've well, missed you, man. We missed thanks, you. Thanks, man. Well, you know, I try to stack a lot of my vacation time on top of each other, yep. you know, so that I can get a, a, a big, deep breath. Totally. And so um, just got back from vacation. Um, you know, June... The whole month of June kind of felt like getting ready to be away. Which is always like the hardest time, right? That's right. You know, like, you know, they say the, you know, your most productive, your most productive day at work is the day before you leave for vacation. Totally. Right. Yep. <laughs> and and so I kind of feel like that, you know, because I take a few weeks in a row, um, I feel like the most productive month of my year is a <laughs> month yep. before yep. You know, vacation. <laughs> um, no, it's such a gift, man. I, um. I, my wife and I found a place in Hawaii that puts pastors and their wives up for free. So great. And, oh, such a gift, bro. When Susan and I got married 18 years ago, I asked her, I was like, give me, give me seven places in the world you'd like to visit. She gave me three. I'm like, like, you can't come up with seven. It's all right. It makes your life a little bit easier. Listen, come on. If you ask me, hey, what what are seven places? You're going to give world? us well, 107. No, I'd be like only seven. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she gave me three. San Francisco was on the list. Something else was on the list, and then Hawaii was on the list. And so we've kind of dabbled in research in Hawaii before, and somewhere along the way, I stumbled upon this ministry. And so literally we stayed in these people's home down a wing in their home, uh, on the big Island of Hawaii. And, um, we had a, we had a wonderful time and yeah. that was after some time with Susan's family. And that's awesome. Um, I, I then, uh, went up to Glacier National Park, uh, with, uh, a pastor friend, Ben Reed. Uh, he pastors the Mount Juliet campus of Cross Point. Yep. And I have a cousin that lives like an hour outside of Glacier National Park. And that's right. That's right. So we stayed at uh, his in-laws actually have a place. They have an Airbnb. And so they gave us friends and family, you know, discount on that. So nice. You know, pretty much nice. We paid the cleaning fee and that was about it. Um, <laughs> and that's that's a big deal for Glacier because I've, <laughs> I've yeah. actually looked up prices for Airbnbs and they are not cheap in Glacier. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I didn't do a lot of research because, you know, my sister reminded me of, you know, yeah. that. And it was a little bit of spur of the moment. La- last year, Susan and I, last year, Susan and I kind of discovered a rhythm that worked really well for us where we went on some family vacations. She and I spent some time alone together away from the kids and then she's a big homebody. And I'm like, you know, if I'm going to rest, I need to be out of Clarksville. Yep. Um, otherwise, I'm just thinking about church. Totally. Thinking about people and bumping into church members at the grocery store and all the things, yep. right? And um, so she, last year, we went away. And then she came home. And I met up with a pastor buddy and spent some time with him. And I... In, it's a little bit of vacation, but it's a little bit of ministry in that yep. you know about the ministry Strong Pastors. Yep, yep. 
Um, so on both of these occasions, I take younger pastors, really invest in them, but it's really rewarding for me. Um, it's vacation because it's not real life stuff, Yep. but it's, it's ministry to them. Anyways, what we learned was, okay, Susan really gets her cup filled being at home. I really get my cup filled being out, like yep. adventuring and exploring a new place. Anyways, so we did it again this year and it was great. It, it was it was really really great. It's a good I was rhythm. So, yeah, yeah. I was so glad to be at home, and so glad to be back. I'm so fired up about the fall in so many ways. Like you and I were catching up on our families yesterday, and um, yeah, you know, my kids just so so excited about you know what's so last Friday night, CHS football team had their first scrimmage at Creekwood. Jack is a junior. Elliot's a freshman, and so at the scrimmages. Every player dresses out. So Jack and Elliot were both dressed up for the game. That's cool. Elliot actually got in for like six plays. Yeah. Um, wow, that's awesome. So here's my dream. Coach Shelby, if you're listening, no, <laughs> no pressure on this. Before Jack graduates high school, I'd love for him to throw a pass to Elliot in the game. That, that, that would be That amazing. probably won't happen this year, you know. Could happen next year. It though, could happen right? next year. Elliot's yeah. working out at receiver. Okay, and um, and I think he's I think he's doing you know I think he's picking up pretty good. He's definitely working hard. And um, anyways, <laughs> wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. That would be very good. Yeah, I love Lily's it. playing soccer. Yeah. So proud of her. She's killing it. And great. Um, you know Parker's fired up for another another week. Chapel Hill Christian Academy started school this week. Yeah. So yep. Susan's back to school teaching. She loves Chapel Hill. We love Chapel Hill as one of our mission partners here at Real Life, and there's a lot going on. Enough about my summer. Let's. I I want to hit some of the things that are happening at Real Life. Yeah. Um, Pastor Tim, today our students are headed to Holiday World. Yep. Uh, Eight a.m. to eight p.m. They're probably pulling out right now. Yes. Don't lose a kid. Clay. Clay. Bring them all back. Um, then we've got the back to school swim for the students. On Sunday, middle schoolers go to one home, high schoolers go to another. Yep. That's like 4.30 to 6, so normal time of students. That's right. Just different place. Yep. Um, why Why are these... But before that, on Saturday, we have serve day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At Real Life Fort Campbell. Yeah, because... Uh, real, so Real Life Fort Campbell is a daughter church, and uh, they've been unofficially meeting uh, throughout the year. This is their public launch is coming up really, really soon. And uh, they've already baptized, you know, a, a good number of folks. This serve Saturday is to get like kind of the finishing touches on the building to prepare them for launch. So yeah, if you're free Saturday, there's two shifts. They can uh, text mission to 97,000 and sign up. It's pretty amazing. A, a church out by Fort Campbell uh, was kind of on their last leg. Their elders voted to give Real Life Fort Campbell a building. Yep. So Real Life Fort Campbell got a building before Real Life Sango did. <laughs> um, so they've been kind of tidying up the building, doing lots of projects on this building because it had lots of delayed maintenance. And yep. so they're getting they're relaunching a church right there. Uh, totally. They're an autonomous, independent church from us, but they're carrying our name. They're carrying our branding. Yep. Um, and we love being their sending mother church. And that they've transformed that church building, like from when they got it. Like it was had potential, but like what they've done is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And just finished up VBS this week as well. So, so it's it's <laughs> yeah. It's almost like the student ministry is going into the fall, kicking and screaming. It's like <laughs> we don't want summer to end. So they're cramming it in. Holiday world yep. today. Yeah. 
Fort Campbell served a Saturday. Yeah, but that's not for just for students. That's for the entire church. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Because the uh, students did one like two weeks ago. See, so. I'm still getting back into <laughs> yeah, the group. Yeah, yeah. So the serve day this Sunday is for anybody. That's right. That's okay. right. Yep. All right. Pastor Tim, <laughs> how does somebody get connected to this? They can text Mission to 97000, and uh, there is a, a prompt on, on that text that you'll get back where you can sign up right there. You can serve all day, or you can serve in the morning block or the afternoon that's block. That's right. That's right. Lunch is provided, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Listen, you may, you may be thinking, gosh, I would love to go to India, but I can't give that much time. Right. Well, give a, give a day, give a half a morning over toward Fort Campbell to pave the way for the gospel to be advanced Absolutely. right here in our community. Yep. Um, beautiful. Hey, for the students, they're going to Holiday World. They're doing this back-to-school swim. Why are these kinds of events important? These events are important because you're going to get folks, and we, we already know this, I think there's 10 to 15 students that are going probably getting on a bus right now that have been either never or barely been to church at all. And this is kind of their first foray into like our student ministry. And so for Clay and our, our student leaders, it gives them a chance to, to get to know students that have not been involved in the student ministry, invite them in, disciple them, give them the gospel. And that's what these sort of events do the summer it's it's kind of a, it's a very strategic time as you know for students because it's the time that they're out of school and so yes we do a lot but it's with intention it's not just to do it it's not just for fun it's to really spread the net out and to get uh, build relationships get more folks into the church to hear the gospel I love uh, I, I wish we had this thing on on the podcast where anytime anybody accidentally mentioned one of our values we had this like <laughs> celebration thing go off like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of podcasts do yeah. that, like a bell yeah. or something, right. you know, cowbell yeah. or something. Right, right, right. Hey, cowbell would be like appropriate for where we are right now, <laughs> yes, right? It would be. <laughs> you just mentioned relationships, and I'm so glad you did because as I think about like Holiday World, as I think about um, the swim uh, events this Sunday, I think about our value, grace and truth in relationships, and and these students are they're building deep roots with one yeah. another. They're building deep roots with adults who are pouring into their lives. And, you know, the, the, the DNA of the church of Jesus Christ is that it's relational. Yeah. It's rooted in relationships. When you read through the New Testament, you see dozens of one another commands of how we're to live our lives in the context of relationships. So, you know, you see a holiday world and you think, okay, they're just going to be, you know, riding these rides and going down these slides and all these things. Well, they're having a blast, no doubt. Totally. They're eating the popsicles, all the things. Um, but they're establishing relationships um, that, that hopefully, when one student begins to stray down a path of sin and destruction, they've got the strength of relationship where they, another student can go and speak the truth and love to them. And that kind of rebuke, that kind of rescuing message, it doesn't break the relationship. Right. Because it's already been established. They've logged time together. They've laughed together. They've done these parties together. You know, it's funny. Like so much of what we do as a church, I feel like, is crafting environments that will foster relationships like that. You know, whether it's events or even whether it's a cafe that's coming in our building, like all that, it's intentional because... um, 
we know our culture right now, people are more lonely than they've ever been. They're yeah. more disconnected. They're more isolated. Yeah. And so whatever we can do as a church to kind of foster exactly what you're saying, relationships that are not surface level, but yeah. that go deep. That's, yeah. that's everything. Here's a great example. Um, my kids came back from real life students Sunday night, so fired up and clay wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> so how's that possible? Well, it's possible because at these different events, other adults are present investing in relationships. So when clay's on vacation, there's other adults that are there that have relationships with the students. They're investing in it and they, and they've got a great environment where students come back fired up and they had a blast. Love it. Yeah, Love it. So good. good. Um, okay. We got promotion Sunday coming up this Sunday. What is that? Yep. So that's the official Sunday where, um, like you said, Chapel Hill's in school this week. Public schools go back next week. So this is the Sunday where everyone moves up. And so, like, you know, if, if you have a pre-K that's going into kindergarten, they're going to move up into kids. If you have a fifth grader that's now a sixth grader, they're moving into students. And this Sunday night will be their first uh, first event at student, uh, at student swim night. Oh, I love that. So... Uh, how terrified are these sixth graders? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm Can sure. You, do you remember? Do you remember? I, I yeah. I mean, I we're. I can't remember. You know, like I do remember how great it felt to be the top dog in eighth grade. Right. You know, yep. like I yep. knew, like okay, top dog. Nobody's picking on me. You know, totally. Like I'm the. But you know, like the church we first Baptist, they did a good job of like you had to like Kilmont Camp where the middle school and high schoolers were pouring in. That's right. That's right. And we kind of do something similar here with the uh, kid Olympics, you know, where our student ministry is pouring into the kids for like that field day. So yes. I think some of those relationships surely help, you know, yeah, to kind of. Yeah. All right. So promotion Sunday uh, means everybody's moving into a new uh, small group in real life kids. Uh, the pre-Ks are moving into kindergarten. The fifth graders are moving into sixth grade. It's a big deal. So parents, if you don't know where your kid or student needs to be, if you don't know who to connect with, uh, let us know, reach out, um, make sure you've got a smooth transition coming up for your kid. We're fired up about it. Um, and then there's the kids back to school splash that you just mentioned at Jeanette Smith's place. Um, Jeanette, our amazing, <laughs> uh, almost, well, now it's former. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday would have been her last. Her last official day. Yes. Wow. Yep. Um, but it's going to be at her house. So she's <laughs> hanging on for dear life. I love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> Jeanette's done an amazing job with real life kids. Mm-hmm. And um, Meredith Cook has stepped in to take that baton. Um, but there's a back to school splash from three to five at the Smiths for the kids. Um that sounds fun. I yeah, may, I may, it does. I may go to that. You're going to crash it? I may go to that. Uh, Pastor Tim, then we have a member meeting on August 20th. That's going to be a great time of celebrating. All real-life members are invited to come. Where and when is that going to be? It's going to be 630 at Sango Elementary, right next to uh, our now newly leveled land. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, this will be, you know... This will be done in a real life way is what I would say. Yeah. It's not gonna, like, don't, if you have like this, like you're a little triggered right now. Cause you're remembering, you know, the business meeting <laughs> where you fought for like an hour over which line item the vacuum cleaner was going to go in. This is not that. Uh, <laughs> this will be such a life giving time. Um, member meetings may become your favorite thing mm-hmm. at real life. If you're not a member, why not go through the path? You can become a member, but August 20th, we have a member meeting coming up. What time and where? 
Uh, 6.30 at Sago Elementary. So, Pastor Tim, if the weather's good, can we all come outside and get an up-close look at the land? Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Member meeting coming up. And then college and young adults are headed to the Phil Wickham Worship Concert on August 24th. Is that right? right? That's right. Phil Wickham, Brandon Lake over at uh, Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. If so, so if, so if there's a college student or somebody that knows a college student or young adult, um, how, how can they get connected? Same thing. Text mission to ninety seven thousand. It's kind of your one stop shop. To there you go. So there's information in. there. You reply with the number of which what you're interested in, and then boom, you're right there. Um, Tim, one of the things that I've been saddened by uh, is the number of folks. Uh, that I'm aware of that are moving. Yep. Yep. Um, just this past Sunday, the Weber family mm. and the Lemons family yep. came up and told me it was their last Sunday. Both of these families are super committed, um, leveraged, involved, engaged uh, in their moving. Um, so that's a message for anybody that's new to real life. Um, people are on the go. People are more mobile today than they've ever been. Um, it's it's no big thing for people to pick up and move, right? Right, right. Uh, the Lemons, uh, he was getting out of the military, got a job. Uh, the Webbers, uh, he got a job coaching his high school baseball team. They're moving to Florida. Um, for somebody that's new at real life, I want to share that with you so that you know Hey, there's holes to fill right now. Mm-hmm. There, there, you know, there, there's, there's gaps in giving of folks that are moving to a new church. We need you to, if real life is your church, step up and begin to give. There's gaps in serving where these folks stepped out of a role that they're serving in. There's places for you to serve. So, so if you're new, don't waste any time. Yeah, and just an encouragement on that. Like, I, I feel like we're in a season right now where we've had a lot of new folks come in lately and, and this doesn't always happen, but there a lot of them are like really pl- jumping in Love really, it. really fast. Love and like, it. like not waiting, like, Hey, we're so eager to serve. Praise That's God. been incredibly Praise encouraging God. this yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. But I want to say like something too, like maybe, maybe you joined like six months ago or a year ago or a couple years ago, you went through the path and the window happened. And for whatever reason, probably valid reasons, you didn't, get plugged in and you can kind of be left in that. Like, I don't really know what to do. Like to your point, like there's so many ways to get involved right now. And I, it's funny speaking of like a chat bot, I feel like a, a chat bot for a text mission to 97,000. <laughs> but like, if you're yeah. listening and you are not serving yet, like yeah. we have places that we would love to plug you in. And it, it's a fun place to serve. I mean, our, our folks are fun to serve with. You don't come away drained. I, f- I feel like you come away like just, Super encouraged. Absolutely. So. I, you know, it's funny you say that because like I'm always, kinda, <laughs> I'm kind of always waiting for like the the ball to drop, so to speak, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, when's, you know, when's this gonna, when's the fire gonna die down? But man, God's people just keep marching forward with a vitality about them uh, here at Real Life. What a blessing it yeah. is to be a part of our church. If you're not serving uh, and you're a little down, maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why. Um, and, you know, if you feel stuck and you've been serving on the same team for four years, maybe you need to find a fresh team. Yep. Maybe you need to find a, a, a new team. Um, 
but yeah, man, there's so many exciting uh, environments, so many exciting places uh, to serve in. Um, on the building and the grading side, like can, can we just get like a quick update? One of the big things that had to happen was our appraisal. Yes, that was a, that was a prayer request that Steve brought to us about a month ago. Of, our building had to be appraised at a certain amount for us to be able to secure the amount of loan. Yep. So so it's like we've done all this work, and then the appraisal could have come in. Could have come in really low. Less. Yep. But it didn't. It did not. <laughs> so are there any other major anything that we're waiting on, or do we have a clear pathway uh, to continue to build this building. So, I mean, clear, but it's all the normal stuff that still takes a lot of prayer okay. and, uh, you know, God showing up, you know, things like, um, getting, uh, the state fire marshal to approve, approve the plans. Okay. Can't really get started until that happens. Okay. That's literally, thank you. Uh, in process as we speak yep. right okay. now. Um, it's nice to know what to pray for specifically. Yep. So real lifers listen to the podcast. Would you pause and pray right now? Uh, that the fire marshal process will go quickly and smoothly. That's right. That's right. Because that could get hung up. That could yeah, it's, dr- it's drag out. Three to six week process. Yeah. It's been yeah. about a week and a half, two weeks since okay. it's been put in. So okay. that's definitely so that needs to happen. What else? Yep. Um, the appraisal, like you said, came through. But like obviously, like you know, we want smooth sailing uh, for the loan to actually. Uh, finalize which again great. would be in like two to three weeks great that's, okay that's the next big one okay all those things kind of coalesce together and when they do uh fire marshal approves loan goes through then you're going to start seeing even more changes on the land yeah really really quick yeah so, so amazing yeah um wow <laughs> that's a lot right <laughs> wow wow um pastor tim thank you so much for leading so strong um your leadership makes it easier for me to step away for weeks at a time. Good, I'm glad. To get refreshed, yeah. to get renewed, to get fired up to come back in the, you know, for the fall. So glad. It still feels like summer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> Definitely. Parker, my littlest, there's this little bitty like pillow on a string that's like a harvest decoration. And he went and dug it out of a closet and hung it on a door in our house the other day because he's like, school's starting back up. It's fall, you know. He's, he's eager uh, then. He's wow. just like his dad. Like, you know, fall in Tennessee. Could it get uh, any it's better? It's my favorite season. I don't think so. My favorite hey, season. I'd, like, I'd like to come back and talk briefly about the sermons from Sunday. Yeah. You gave one of them. Um, so let's come back and let's talk about those nine-minute sermons on the attributes of God. Love it. Psalm 42, 1 through 6a. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God, with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? 
Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. We are back. All right. Uh, so, Pastor Tim, it's a little bit of an experiment. We've done it a little bit before, but nine-minute sermons. We've done like some seven-minute sermons before, but um, I love the idea of nine-minute sermons for a lot of reasons. You and I have talked about this. Before I share, give me a couple of your reasons on why you why you like the nine-minute sermon approach. So, from, from the listening side... If it's kind of a sad state of our culture, but it's just true. It fits our culture really well. Our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And I've heard so many comments, like since we started this series of like, um, not just, let's not just say it's for young people. I've heard a lot of comments from just people in general that like that format is something they can really grab onto. It's just, it's nine minutes at a time. I think there is, um, as when we've talked about this before, there is a beauty in hearing from multiple perspectives, different personalities, different styles. Um, you know, every Sunday was an example. I think this Sunday was probably an extreme example of like three very like different like styles and approaches. And I, you know, the way people's brains are wired up, different personality types, different wirings, different communication styles hit people in different ways. And so I've heard just so many people going like they've just, they've had fun is a word I've heard. Like it's fun. It's a fun kind of format and the attributes of God could not be a more perfect like way to do this. And we could go on. We, this could be a, you know, hundred week series. That's how many attributes of God there are. And we would still not even get like even a little bit deep uh, into the character of God. So I, I'm I'm having fun. I really am. I, w- I want people to to really have kind of a peek behind the curtain of why we're doing this. And um, one of the reasons why we're doing this is because of one of our values, equip and empower. Yep. And, you know, what a massive failure if we plant this church and this church is about me or this church is about you. Yeah. Um, this church is about the body of Jesus Christ, about the family of God, about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we can only see him rightly and worship him appropriately if the gifts of the body of Christ are being activated in the body of Christ. So so one of the things I love about doing nine-minute sermons and doing a series like this is that it gives so many different people in our church an opportunity to share God's word. Yeah. So I love that because like, I feel like uh, Mason Heggie came up to me uh, Sunday and he said, man, we don't, we don't need you to go away for so long. You know, like, you know, and, and <laughs> you kind of just sounded like Mason when you yeah, said that. I was like, you know, <laughs> I'd work on my impressions. Man. Anyway. Uh, but, but I think it's really good for our church for me to step away for a good bit, just to remind the church, Hey, the church is not about me. And it's like what you said, the benefit of hearing multiple voices, multiple perspectives, multiple ways of communicating the emphasis. And and I just give God glory today that we've got so many people in the church that are eager and have the ability to stand up and accurately open up God's word and give a clear word. The um, What's amazing is I got two or three people in my head right now that aren't even going to get a chance 
you know, Come to on. share in this series. <laughs> and um, so, so I love one of the reasons why we're doing it is it gives multiple people opportunity. The, the ne- next reason is, you know, Craig Rochelle often says, if you're going to reach people, nobody's reaching, you've got to do things that nobody else is doing. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard of anybody doing this on Sunday morning. Yeah. And, and so, um, so from that perspective, I think it gives our people an opportunity to say to their friends at work, Hey, my church is doing something really different. Yeah. It's funny you said that. I literally told Lauren during the month of July, as we were getting ready for this, I was like, I think this is so novel, but not just novel. It's so effective that I would not be surprised at all if other churches hear about this and pick up on it, which Absolutely. is an amazing thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I think like, I think this is a great idea for churches to, to toy right around with. Cause you're right. We had people that like, you know, they see a Dylan Jennings and they're like, I had no idea Dylan could, you know, preach, teach. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know that we knew either, but you know, we, we gave him the opportunity and he yeah. you know, knocked it out of the park. So to, to see people activated, maybe even discovering for themselves, like I didn't know this was in me, you know, that, right. that, that fires me up. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, and I'm just thankful that the Lord led us to do this. Um, so you've got, uh, you, you've got those two reasons. And then the other thing that you mentioned is kind of, it fits our culture. Well, um, my uh, son Elliot came home after the very first week and said, "I really like the nine minute thing." You know, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, like it, it's it's a different, it's a little bit of a different, you know, it's it it engages people differently. Yep, agreed. agreed. Um, anything else about it in particular that you like? I mean, uh, from a communication standpoint, it's like super challenging, right? Because there's so much you want to say on each attribute, and it really causes you to be uh disciplined but i i think again that's 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 not a bad thing i think it's a good thing to yeah. to really hit them like what's the most important thing or what does god want to say about this attribute yeah and and hit that hard for nine minutes you know yeah i agree i feel like in terms of training and equipping the discipline that's the word you just used the discipline of having to package a talk in nine minutes oh man um it's beautiful. I, I shared with Sam after he preached the other day. He didn't use. He only used the word right one time. Yeah. And and when when people use the word right, it's sometimes it sometimes it's just a bad habit. Yep. Sometimes it comes out of a place of insecurity where you're needing to say like right, like because you, you you need some sort of feedback feedback that you're not getting, you know, or um, and. Uh, he only said it once. When you only have nine minutes, you can't waste seconds. No, with <laughs> every word and, matters. You know, you can't tell a silly story that you know. You got to cut the it fat. Has to get to the point, right? Yeah. Your yep. story can't go on and on. You have to get to the point. Yeah. It, in fact, I would say if you can if you can craft a nine minute sermon, you can definitely craft a thirty minute sermon. Yeah, it's more challenging. I think that's to right. A nine minute than a thirty. Editing. 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 Yep. Yep. You know what's what's. My favorite Mark Twain quote, sorry, I didn't have time to write you a short letter. Um, or yeah, sorry, I didn't have time to write you a short letter um, because I didn't have the time. I'm, I'm messing up the quote, but no, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, like, it's easier to write a long letter. It's yeah. easier to preach a long sermon. It takes incredible discipline to uh, to go like, what is the main thing that I want to get at? And yeah. nine minutes makes you 
really do that. Yeah. And we had that monitor in the front. If you didn't know, uh, the, the, the tech team has a monitor with, nice. uh, you know, with the, the countdown and, uh, we didn't let them, they were even toying it what they wanted to like, you know, put the countdown up on the big screen. <laughs> I was tempted, but I'm like, I just think that might be a little distracting, you know, yeah, right, but, uh, totally. yeah, but it was a lot of fun. All right. How many weeks have we had of this now? Three, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. Um, I haven't checked the podcast yet to see how long Sunday's messages were, but like the first week, the combination of it was like, Oh, you know what? It had the songs. So maybe they didn't go long. Oh, yeah. Um, I was yeah, thinking, yeah, 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 they did. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, the music came through on the podcast so good. Really? Yeah, I was really surprised. Um, not not that yeah. our musicians sounded good, <laughs> but like just getting that. Sometimes string, the podcast, the mix, yeah. mixing that to the podcast, yep. the like music. They've really improved. It was that. so worshipful because um, they um Okay. What do you not like about that that format? Um. Yeah, I mean that's a good, the the only thing I'd say the only negative to me, and I don't again, I think this is a positive, but I th- I think one person somebody could say a negative is by having nine different people, you don't necessarily have a thread that flows through like all all nine. Um, but again, I I think I would counter that and go actually no, that's there's strength in that because you're getting so many different like perspectives and and ideas um, and approaches to it. Yeah. So, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of um <laughs> yeah. not a lot of downsides. I think it's I think it's limiting when you're trying to build a case or make an argument. It, it, what do you mean? Yeah, well, in other words, when you're preaching, um you're typically coming forward with propositional truth. Right. Right. And so a good preacher is going to anticipate how will the listener potentially object to the right. proposition. I'm with you. How will a listener not understand the proposition? Right. You're trying and to get in their head. That well, that's right. And a good preacher wants to answer their objections. Yep. A good preacher wants to fill in the gap to their questions. Um, and so with with a with a limited time, you have limited opportunity to um kind of tear down some of those objections. Yeah, right? that's you're, good. You're that's just good. coming with the fire. You're right. just coming with the proposition. No time you, to caveat nuance. That's right, that's it. right. And to really make that case, to really build that argument. I mean, you look at you look at a New Testament letter, and what if you told Paul, hey, you only get nine verses you know, <laughs> yeah, in, the yeah. book of, in the book of Romans. Right. And Paul's like, I got more than nine chapters I got to write here, right? Well, he had a message. He had a message he was, he was burning with a message that was going to take more than nine verses. It was going to take more than nine chapters, right? And um, so, you know, I, I, I think the nine-minute sermons, it, they have a way, I think, of raising up preachers because it gives a guy a taste for it. But when he gets done, if he's like, I must have more time. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then there's a sense of activation of calling, yeah. right? So, so even in the limitation, the experimentation of it, like, has a great. It puts know, it in you, yeah. You know, it has a great activation, and I think it activates a sense of calling. So, I think it's limiting because you know you're not able to to you know to 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 make a case, to build an argument, to answer objections, to fill in some of the question gaps. I think also, I think like some deeper ideas. I think when you're forced to go short, 
um, sometimes they just, it, it's easy for them to get lost. Totally. You know, yep. like I yep. would have loved to have heard a 30 minute message on your message, Tove. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and like, honestly, like it was such, for me, it was like, like introducing a new, your, your introduction just set the table so well. And then I, I leaned in and I'm like, whoa, this is new. Tove, what? Okay. I'd heard Tove before I knew right. that, you know, but, but the way you were presenting it was fresh and new for me. And, and when you got done, I was like, I need another 20 minutes of this. I need this to soak a little bit, you know? Right. Right. It, it gives you just a taste of each one. Yeah. You know, I, I was sitting down with one of the, um, one of our pre- uh, preachers in this and he did a great job and had written everything out. And uh, I was like, so like, what's the time look like? And he's like, I think it, I think it's like, you know, 12, 13, 14 minutes or whatever. And I said, okay, like the hardest thing that you're going to have to do now, because you get attached to this and it's your burden is you got to cut, you got to cut like something. Cause like, it's not, we're not doing nine, 12 minute sermons, but to your point, I think like that puts it in both the communicator and I think even the listeners of like, man, I want to go. I want to go deeper with this, yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah, I love the mix of delight and desire. Like, have you ever have you used the word taste, and it immediately made me think of like a tasting mm, menu. Yeah, where you go to a nice restaurant, and you know you can kind of splurge and do this tasting menu, where they bring you like six little bites. Yep, you know, and you put something in your mouth in this tasting menu, and you're like, oh my. god. Goodness, I need more this of that. This is amazing, right? So the delight of tasting that is so rich, but then you're like, I only get a bite, you know? Like, <laughs> like yep, where's yep. my meal, you know? And you do one of those yes. tasting menus and you leave <laughs> mad because you've just been like tempted, you know? Like you've been teased of like, here's a taste, but you don't get a meal. Right, but that's a great thing. Like if, if you, at the end of each one, if, if at the end of each nine minutes, if you're like, Oh, but I think there was more yeah. there. That's a great thing. It's like it's like when you go to a concert, and I don't, if you've ever been to a concert, some concerts you're like, "All right, I don't think I'm going to stay for the encore." Like I, I let's let's get like I want to you know hit the road and, yeah. and get out. Other concerts you go to and you're like, "Oh, just five more songs. Yeah. I could be here yeah. all night." That's, that, that's like I feel like that's what you get with these nine minute that's ones good. is because it's like what you said. Here's just a taste of it. There's a lot more. But here's here is what you get today. You I know? texted you, Jonathan, and Bing this morning, and I said, "Hey, I've received reports of a middle schooler going back and re-listening to the messages." That's so. so it's, that, it's exactly what you just said. They got yeah. a taste. They wanted more. If you're if you're engaging with us at real life, and you're like these attributes of God, this is amazing. I want to go deeper. Uh, a great book, and there's lots of them out there, but a great book is you could. It's short book. But A.W. Tozier's book, The Attributes of God, yep. um, we may have it in the bookstore. If we don't, uh, Amazon, yep. The Attributes of God, and start there. And if you want to dig deeper after Tozier, uh, let us know. He, he's so good. In fact, I think one of his quotes would be the perfect quote for this series, which is, what you think about what you think about when you think about God may be the most important thing about you. Yeah, wow. And um, I'm pretty that's, sure it was in that that's book. That's deep, isn't it? Yeah. Well, tell me this. You just got through preaching a nine-minute sermon. Um, what came up for you? What What's your takeaway? What's your personal takeaway in the whole process of prepping, of preaching, of dealing? What's your personal takeaway? In the preparation piece, I, I mean, 
we knew this, but it was just, it was a reminder that it really is more difficult to do a, a much shorter sermon than it is uh, to do a longer sermon. But I, I love, and we, you had this conversation with us when we were getting ready for uh, the nine minute sermons, uh, when we're, you know, talking to everyone around the table. One of the things you said, and this is so true, is, you know, getting that burden uh, as a preacher where you're, you're, for you, it's not just communication. You're letting God work on your heart through the passage to the point where, uh, I forgot who I was telling this to. There's a difference in getting up on a Sunday and thinking through, I want to communicate this really, really clearly. That's one mindset. The other mindset is like, I got to get them to understand like this point. Um, because it's it's going to be so life life changing for them. They both might have the the same end result, but one is focused on me and my articulation of the the message. But I've noticed that like when I'm focusing on the audience and like I really need to get them to get get this, then that's where I'm the most effective because the burden is not about my communication. The burden is about the transformation that can take place if people get these messages. That's a good word. Um, I texted uh, Clay. Dylan and Alex, that question I just asked you, mm. what was your biggest takeaway from the experience? And I put in parentheses, the question is intentionally broad here. Right. Um, so here's Alex's response, what, what his biggest personal takeaway was. For me, the time restraint mm-hmm. forced me to really focus what material I had gathered into a message that made sense and explained as much of the topic as possible. I had to make some very difficult decisions on what to cut and what to keep. Hmm. It helped me remove some of the clutter of the message. Yeah. Um, Alex's message was straight fire. Oh, right. It was like every, every sentence. Yeah. There was not any waste. It was like fire hydrant is open in full blast. Yep. (laughs) Um, Dylan uh, said, long story short, there were plenty of voices in my head that were speaking fear into me. Mm. Because of that, I was really leaning into God and dependent on him over the last couple of weeks. In retrospect, it feels good to to have him walking with me through it all. Mm. And it certainly feels good to have a daily relationship. Made me think a lot about how my normal daily life doesn't always feel that way. So good. As a minister, how often have you felt that, Tim? Oh my goodness. Like yeah. the ministry, it shouldn't be this way. Right, but the ministry becomes like a gracious means in our life to tether us to God. Yep, yep, and and sometimes you don't see it until you look back. You know, yeah. it, you don't see it in the midst. Yeah, um, here's what Clay said. He said, "I took away from the experience that what God is like is something we really have to hold on to. I can't really explain God's omnipresence in nine minutes, but I thought he did a great job. <laughs> yeah, he did um, in nine minutes, but connecting it to the cross." In our lives, that he is always with us is something I believe we can all resonate with. I guess in short, I don't have to fully comprehend something like God's omnipresence to understand it's true mm. and hold on to it in faith. It's good. Yeah. Wow. Nice. <laughs> what, um, as you reflect upon Sunday's messages, you preached one of them and you listened to two others, Jonathan and Bing. What, what struck you? I, again, like even though all three were so incredibly different, different styles, um, different attributes, you could come away and go, man, those three really do go together, (laughs) you know? And I I, I think that was just, uh, really amazing to see. And, um, the giftings of, um, Jonathan and Bing 
like were on full display. Like, yeah. uh, like, yeah. yeah. Like I knew Bing was like a wealth of theological knowledge, but I don't think I've ever heard him teach before. Yeah. And so I'd heard he was a good teacher. That's yeah. the first time yeah. I've heard him, but yeah. like just d- really deep, profound yeah. things. And, yeah. uh, and Jonathan Vincent, <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, like he, I was fired. I think everybody was like fired up or yeah. in tears, yeah. you know? Um, yes. he's very, um, Robin and I were talking about this last night on our, on our walk is, uh, Jonathan's a little bit of a Renaissance man. Like you would never know that he has this like artistic soul, but like what I loved about his sermon was it was artistic. I mean, yes. it was like, yes. it was almost poetry, yes. you know, and yes. um, the cadence and people shouting, you know, he won't fail, you yes, know, like, uh, he won't, he won't, you know, throughout, yeah. yeah throughout the sermon. Yeah. Just a thing of beauty. Yeah. Jonathan curated an experience. He did. And, yeah. um, and it was powerful and it built to where at the end, it wasn't until the end, but like I'm in tears at the end. Yes. And, it, and, and so his preparation, his devotion to craft that, his courage to craft something different. different yep. um, I'm really, really thankful for. And his delivery was just absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard Bing teach multiple times. I knew what we were in store for. Um, but I think that the, I, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but the, the format, mm-hmm. I think gave Bing a fluidity mm. about his yep. message that it, it came in such a sweet sermonic form, he's a natural teacher. Yep. yep. And I kind of poked it at the guys a little bit. And I said, Hey, I want you guys to preach. Yep, yep. And Bing was like, all right, you're stretching me. Um, but he did such a great job. Preaching. And his built too. Like it kind of yes. like at the end, like yes. you just like were yes. Yes. <laughs> building to a conclusion. And it yeah. was, he took powerful. us really through the scripture, establishing the power of God. The, yeah. Um, yep. uh, so beautiful. <laughs> well, Tim, I loved the way, the way you set the table for your message, um, it was so skillful uh, because if anybody was listening, if, like I think it forced them, regardless of what they believe about the goodness of God, I think it forced us to go, okay, you got me, I'm listening. Yeah, you know, yeah. The way good. you just positioned the the idea, it really, really drew us mm. in, and so you're skillful delivery and presentation that the crafting of your message was I appreciate served it. us so well. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I'm excited for the next two weeks. Like, you know, I, I think I mentioned this in the message, but all these attributes really go uh, together and I'm excited to see like what the next six are and how they like make, cause like every time you get one more, it adds depth to the others as well. And so I think, by the time we get done, I, hey, if you've missed a week, this would be a great series to go back and, and catch the week that you missed. Because yeah. I think at the end, yeah. you'll have 15 attributes of God that um, will be powerful. Yeah. Here's yeah. a question. What if you're a real lifer who felt like, man, I just got overlooked? I mean, like... Meaning, I mean, like, in what way? Like, well, we've got, like, let's see, nine sermons have been preached, and then we've got three... No, let's see. Three other, no, one, two, three, four. We got four other guys. So, we, All right. so 13 total yeah. men that are going to be uh, sharing. If you, if you feel like, man, I've got a burning in my bones to preach, man, I wish he would have asked me, come up and tell me, please. Um, 
we've got so many environments where we need people with a sense of calling to open up the the, the, the sacred scriptures and to give messages. Right. Um, and it's not just on Sunday morning, right? Yeah, right. You know? So real-life students and real-life kids, and there's so many opportunities to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and so we would love to plug you into one of those uh, and really let you uh, exercise yeah. those gifts. Love it. Um, any takeaways from the nine-minute sermons? We've got two more weeks. I'm going to preach one of the nine minutes this week Yeah. Um, in one of the nine minutes the following week to wrap up the series. But any uh, anything else as well, we close? Well, just you know, hang on. Like If you've enjoyed this series, there may be um, something coming out later this year that will be uh, – a nice little surprise. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, are we sharing that yet? Are we gonna, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, our goal, our goal is to put all the messages in writing form. That's right. That's um, right. So to put a little like, devotional book. That's type right. Thing. Yeah, 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 totally. So and super so, excited about what yeah, that might me too look me like too. and so, turn into. So yeah. hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. Uh, as always, thanks DJ Daniel Cox for yep, setting yep. us up and hitting record. And uh, uh, Pastor Tim, thanks for jumping in. Yep, thank you, man. Uh, ah, see, it wakes me up. It wakes <laughs> me up. I just got to get talking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's pray for our listeners today yeah, as they drive, as they go into their day, as they fold laundry. Lord, wherever they're listening, mm. you see them. You know them. Yeah. You know their burdens. You know their deepest fears. You know their deepest, your their most passionate dreams. Lord, you know our listeners. Your word says that you know the numbers of hairs on their head. Mm and that you love us with your perfect, unfailing love. So, so Father, would you pursue our listeners today by your Spirit? Yeah. Lord, would you capture their attention? Would you arrest their hearts? Would you warm their, their spirit with your love? And, um, Father, we pray, help us to fix our eyes on Jesus. Help us to throw off every weight and sin that so easily entangles and let us run this mm. race with perseverance. Um, yeah, Lord, night is coming when no man can work. We must work the works of him who sent us while it is still day. Mm. Lord, let us feel that deeply and let yeah. us live that earnestly. We pray all for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Pastor Tim, what time is it? It's our time. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.